This is the Chiefs postgame show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. The Chiefs postgame show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. If you want Chiefs, follow the leader. Sports Radio 810 WHB. Hey, five in a row for the Kansas City Chiefs. They've taken on all comers, including the coin. The Chiefs have won the coin flip in every single game this year. They have deferred in every single game this year, and they have then gone on to win every single game this year. What is more unlikely, the Chiefs going 5-0 and or in a 50-50 chance of heads or tails, the Chiefs have picked correctly every time. I know that when I pick a coin flip, since I was a young man, I pick heads every time so I do not second-guess myself. It's a 50-50 shot. Sometimes it's going to be heads. Sometimes it's going to be tails. I don't know what the Chiefs' strategy is in this regard. I would urge, if any of my repertorial uh, peers are listening, that they ask this hard-hitting and important question at the post-con- uh, uh, post-game press conference, what is your coin toss strategy? As the Kansas City Chiefs roll to a 30-14 to win, they have played all, basically, teams that were considered good teams before the year, possible playoff teams, and they have generally thrashed them. And this was the most emphatic of them all because they really never allowed this to become a game ever. In the other three games, the Chiefs jumped off to big leads. Then they allowed the other team to get back into the game, only to win it and win it, in most cases, fairly comfortably. And then against the Broncos, the Broncos controlled the action for most of the way. And then, in the end, the Chiefs were able to pull it out with a fourth-quarter rally. Tremendous performance across the board today. Jacksonville cooperated. Sometimes takeaways are giveaways. I think that was more the case today. But I am not going to take away the credit from the Chiefs' defense because they created a havoc pocket for Blake Bortles today. Danny Klinkscale with you, along with Josh Briscoe. You know, I've worked with you many times now. Yes. Do you always want Joshua or Josh? I'm just happy to be here, Danny. Oh, you shut could up call and me tell a, me. You could, you could call me a lot of things. Either one's totally fine. I really don't care. I will, all, I will only call you Danny. It's a coin flip. It's 50-50. Either way is fine with me. I'll right. respond to either one. I don't want this to be like a Latin ball player whose name is routinely butchered and <laughs> right? he says you can call me Freddy if you want. No, it's I will I promise to respond to either one and only only speak when spoken to. Well, That's I'm going to say I'm going to say Joshua. That's, so. Either way is totally fine. Well, I've never heard Bradley Porter <laughs> called anything but but uh, Brad Porter joins us from out at the stadium. And I'll start with you, Brad. Uh, you heard what I had to say about today's game besides the very important 5 and 0 record as far as the coin flip is concerned. On a day when Patrick Mahomes was pretty ordinary, uh, the Chiefs showed that they can win in another way. And I think maybe that was one of the keys today. What did you see as some of those? Well, first of all, just to clarify, it is just Brad Porter, not Bradley. But if you call me Bradley, I'll answer to it. See? There's what, a couple of people. What, what is your full name? My name is Brad Porter, okay, okay. and my brother is Greg, just Greg Porter, not Gregory. And through our whole lives... Every certificate and diploma we've ever received has had to be reprinted because they assume it's the longer name. But it's it's not. That's the way my parents decided it would be. So your parents named you nicknames. So clearly these were lazy slacker parents. 
They, no, they my, didn't even give you a full name. No, no. My dad was a hardworking uh, railroad engineer for many, many years and served 36 years in the United States Air Force Reserve. So he's anything but lazy. No, well, I, no, he was too busy to come up with a proper name, I guess, is the, is the real answer to this. But give us your keys to the game today. Okay. Well, the coin flip thing, I, I don't know what to do with that. It reminded me of the beginning of the movie, the original Ghostbusters, when they put people through their paces trying to guess playing cards and coins and things. So I don't know what the strategy is, although I think that might be an interesting subplot to this game. Uh, Danny, you said Patrick Mahomes look ordinary. He did look what I would call Mahuman. We all look for some sort of nickname or play on his name, it seems like. This was the thing, and I'll agree with you, Jan- uh, Danny and, and Josh. You'll see if you agree. Um, I will not answer Jackson- to Janny. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was trying to say Jacksonville and Danny at the same time. <laughs> but, well, uh, Jacksonville was never part of this game. I never felt like they they involved themselves in this game. The create When you look at Andy Reid, we talk about the creativity of Andy Reid, the imagination, especially this season with a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. I watched Jacksonville's offense, and this is a team that, you know, it's based on defense, but they were in an AFC championship game last year. Their offense had zero creativity. It had zero imagination. It was the most vanilla offense I've seen all season. They just didn't do anything. Well, they should have kept it vanilla because they were vanilla and pretty good. Well, and why did, when when Jacksonville got close to the, the end zone, why do they ask Blake Bortles, to throw these floaters to the corner of the end zone. He has absolutely zero touch for that kind of thing. He did get the one touchdown on a somewhat of a floater, but why do they ask him to do that? Why not just keep pounding the football? They don't do that. It's it was if I was a Jacksonville fan, it would be undeniably frustrating to watch. The other thing I was impressed with as much as Patrick Mahomes looks you know, pedestrian today, and he's not going to be superhuman every single weekend. He was not afraid, and the Chiefs were not afraid, to go right at Jalen Ramsey for all the trash talk this week. And I don't think really any of it came from the Chiefs' side. Tyreek Hill said, we'll find out. But Jalen Ramsey wanted to, you know, get inside the Chiefs' heads. But, look, he plays in a market like Jacksonville. He has to write magazine articles to get attention. He's made his money and that sort of thing. But Mahomes was not afraid to go after Jalen Ramsey and got him a couple of times, and the stiff arm that Kareem Hunt put on Jalen Ramsey was pretty impressive. So that was just my my kind of initial takeaways from the game. I have some deeper stuff, but I don't want to uh, dominate the show here. Joshua Briscoe. Yes, sir. Go for it. You said that Mahomes, you both said he looked sort of human. I actually think what Patrick Mahomes looked like today is what we expected him to look like because he wasn't, he wasn't pedestrian or human he was the first guy to throw for 300 yards on this defense in almost a calendar year for the Jags. I think they said it was 15 games ago on the broadcast. He just had two interceptions. This, I think, is exactly what we thought Patrick Mahomes was going to be before we started realizing, oh, this offense is actually just, like, magical. So I didn't, I didn't think that we saw him look human. Um, and to the point of what was Jacksonville doing, I agree 100% that they should have been running the ball more. But if you don't allow Blake Bortles to throw occasionally then eventually Doug Marone has to just like make eye contact with the TV camera and then mouth the words, I hate that my quarterback is Blake Bortles, which I'm guessing he does like at home to his wife. I'm assuming he tells his wife, I hate this quarterback that we've paid so much money to. Uh, but he's not going to do that in a game. 
And so I, I, I just I wanted to push back a little bit on the idea that Mahomes, he obviously had mistakes today, which is something that we're not used to five games in, which is crazy. But he was still doing things against this defense that we haven't seen this defense allow from damn near anybody for the last year or so. He, the, the Chiefs ended up putting up 30 points in this game. Uh, the Jags have allowed 14 points per game in their other four matchups this year. The, the, the Chiefs offense did the best job against this Jags defense that anyone has done in a very long time. And it wasn't great. That's true. It wasn't great. But uh, your bromance with Mahomey continues. <laughs> Never apologize. 22 for 38, 0 2, and a 62.7 quarterback rating. Ran for a touchdown. I don't Wheels. care. I don't care. Wheels. Who it's against is not a great day, but I will also say that Jacksonville has been allowing a 45 quarterback rating this year, so he was better than the other teams have been. We'll get to the phone lines. We'll have Andy Reid soon. Phone calls until Andy Reid. As uh, one other key, I would say, in today's game is the man standing on the sidelines, and that is Andy Reid, because the Chiefs were outstanding on the first two drives. They wheeled down the field to a touchdown and a field goal, and after that, they didn't do very much on offense to be honest. And so that's on Andy Reid. That's Andy Reid throwing his best stuff out there and the Jacksonville defense, the vaunted Jacksonville defense, not being able to do much to slow it down. First drive was kind of Smithian as it was the longest play was 15 yards. Second drive was a little more flashy, uh, but uh, in the end they couldn't punch it in for a touchdown. But really after that, it was the fact that they got the lead, had grabbed control of the game and forced Blake Bortles and the uh, Jags to beat him, and he proceeded to hit his own teammates on the helmet for an interception, <laughs> yes. a throw a pick six right to Chris Jones, right in his bread basket, right in his line of sight, but somehow he didn't look before he threw. Mm -hmm. He didn't look both ways before he crossed the street, and that was the play that really blew the game completely, completely wide open, although then he doubled down, as I mentioned, and the fact that they could have scored a touchdown before the half, which would have made it a manageable 20-7 to game at halftime, and he threw an interception off his own offensive lineman's helmet, and I'm sorry, the offensive lineman can do nothing about that. He's not supposed to duck. This isn't doubles <laughs> tennis, okay, the, the way they play it now. 913-3810-810 is the phone number. He's first this week, not because we chose, but because he was first, and that's Ryan. Ryan, you're up. Go right ahead. Chiefs win it easily, 30-14. to 14. I'll always be first because this is awesome. This is uh, I'm superstitious. i got to be first. 5-0. Uh, and oh. This is the first team that gave Patrick any kind of defense, and they're the best ones in the league. It's pretty exciting. I can't wait for next weekend. I don't know what Patriots are going to – throw at them. Um, of course, it's another big game, uh, but this was this was big time. I mean, two interceptions, one running touchdown. Um, I don't know how I don't even know what happened in the game, but it was still all about him. He, he's the one that still had this happen, and the defense at the end, you know, we don't need people getting kicked out and all that stuff, but I will say that the defensive line and the linebackers came to play today still missed tackling, but my gosh, they must love this quarterback. And it was all about Patrick Mahomes today, especially against that Jalen Ramsey that was breathing hard in the middle of the third. And then finally Tyreek got him one time. I mean, that's a good defense. That offense sucks. And uh, I think our defense showed that it today. I think they're the best team in the NFL right now. But, um, and Danny, one other I, thing, I, I would have started agree. Patrick Mahomes last year in the playoffs. I remember arguing with you about that. I would have, because after Denver last year in the Week 17, this is exactly what we saw, and that's exciting. So, anyway, I, I not, I'm not trying to argue with you or anything like that. This is exciting. It should be fun. Uh, my mom, my 
uh, sister, my wife. Oh, my gosh, they love my homes. And so let's keep winning. Um, defense looked pretty good today. Um, the defensive line, but let's get some tackling going, though, too. So thanks, Danny, man. All right, thanks. Ryan, the only thing I'll argue with, and I'm not arguing with him because he's not here now, uh, you don't start the number bench the number one rated quarterback in the National Football League for a playoff <laughs> game. I don't care. Now, in retrospect, we can say, oh, you know, maybe he would have made a play or two that would have been a spark. Alex Smith played maybe the best first half of playoff football you've ever seen in your life last year. Now, they kind of... Andy Reid and he conspired to be very conservative in the second half, but your defense is supposed to be able to carry the mail from that point forward. But let's not even uh, continue with that. By the way, the Cleveland Browns just won a game. This is They went to overtime three yeah, times in five games. Yeah, they would have had two ties if not for driving down and beating the Baltimore Ravens and handing them their first loss of the season as well. Usually early on also is Gary, and he is up right now. Hey, Gary. You guess not really a lot to complain about today. The only thing, really, that I think something that can be cleaned up is uh, let's keep the yellow hankies away, guys. Let's keep our mouth shut and not butt heads. They've got to be leading play. the league in penalties, don't they? I mean, they they yeah. were they were in in that vein or close to it uh, heading in, and they had over 100 yards in penalties today and double fi- double digit penalties and and some really stupid ones too. I mean, I, I saw yeah. Sam Mellinger uh, tweet out that. You know, D. Ford got kicked out of the game for yelling and saying t- things too harshly. To well, you know the rule. I'm sorry. The rules are the rules. We don't. You know, it doesn't make much sense that on some roads the speed limit's 30 miles an hour, <laughs> but you don't go 50 just because you figure you can. When there's a speed trap there, officer, this is a dumb speed limit. Uh, well, you know that still gets you a ticket. Right. And and standing over him and saying whatever he said, and the way those three officials at in unison threw the flags in the air. I can't even imagine what he was saying to him. Right. But I also wonder, I think it's an interesting conversation because how much of this uh, this offseason was spent talking about getting more of like a nasty defense? Right. They went and they drafted Derek Naughty and Dorian O'Daniel and Armani. They, they went on Derek, uh, not, I, I think I skipped somebody. Oh, Breland, no, uh, Breland Speaks, so I skipped. Who because actually looked pretty good late the game today. He was out there. Uh, he was on the field. He got outrun by Blake Bortles one time. Um, but, but the reason they did all of that was because this defense didn't have enough nastiness. And so I just, I just would like for people to decide... Which side of that coin they're on? Would you rather have last year's defense and, and try to pull back on those penalties? Or are you excited to see them come out and match Jacksonville's intensity, even if it means bringing in a couple penalties? I know you don't, you don't want to believe that those are intertwined, but in some cases, they just are. The defense looked nasty today, and it also had some drawbacks. And I, but right, punching, but just can... punching, just punching someone in front of no, the that's official. No, that's not great. It's, no. just, it's just idiocy. That's not nasty. That's, no, no. that's just dumb. That wasn't great. No. So. I have no defense for Chris Jones. Go, go ahead, Gary. Looking at the game today, guys, I think one thing, I want to give the offensive line kudos. How many times did we hear the name Calais Campbell today? I think we heard it one time, and that was in the fourth quarter. I think they did a heck of a job. We heard him for today. roughing the passer one time, for sure, so that's but, good. But I think that they, they controlled him pretty well today, guys. Like I said, we're going to New England next week. I, there's not really lots to complain about today's game except for the yellow hankies. I, I was just glad to see us come out and match the physicality at Jacksonville. That's mm-hmm. what I enjoyed seeing today. I want to see that going forward out of this football team, and I'm very proud of this football team today. We're 5-0, and guys. With Baltimore losing today, we have a two-game lead in the conference. So hang up on this. Great show, guys. All right. Thanks a lot for the call. Chiefs, uh, you know, I, I don't know what we're going to be able to think if they go to New England and win. I mean, there will be the unmitigated favorites in the National Football League. And 
I don't really know, want to say it this way, but there'll be nowhere to go but down. Yeah. You have <laughs> I mean, to. Well, that, like, that's what the Patriots have been doing for a decade, you know? Yeah, right. There's nowhere to go but down, so they stay up. It's right. incredible. But to, to Gary's point, the Chiefs, I know we all know this, but like when you hear this out loud, it's going to blow your mind. The Chiefs have the tiebreakers over the Broncos and Chargers in the division and the Steelers and Jags in the conference. Next week is against the Patriots. The week after that is against the Bengals. The Chiefs aren't just 5-0 and right now. They're like, they're they're 5 and a half and 0 over everybody. They've no. got a half game up on all those teams, and it's it's just remarkable. It is remarkable, and he, oh, I think Ryan, first caller, said that they were the best team in the National Football League right now, and I, Brad, I don't really think there's much of an argument for that. They answered some questions on defense today. They continue to benefit from the offense. Mm-hmm. We don't know what kind of a day it was if Jacksonville could have run the ball all day, Brad. They they averaged 5.9 yards a carry. The Chiefs are routinely doing that. Denver averaged 7.5 last week, so the offense is helping the defense out a lot in that regard. Yeah, we we haven't really seen the the ugly warts yet because it's been covered up by a, a pretty powerful offense. But Danny, I think we've taken calls every week about, well, at some point the defense is going to cost them a game. The one, the one thing I, I'll add to this about the penalties that you guys were talking about, and I wrote down there were some stupid penalties in this game. Um, this is remember the last game against Jacksonville is when Travis Kelsey got the penalty for throwing his towel back at the official as if he were throwing a flag against the official and got himself kicked out of the game. Uh, it happened to um, D Ford today. And the one that the one that bothered me was, and look, we're, we're picking at scraps here trying to find something negative, but Kareem Hunt's penalty for headbutting the defender. Now, I think he had an argument that he got hit in the head as well, but he just got fined almost $27,000 for lowering his head in a game last week. And then he comes back on the sideline, and because he feels uh, aggrieved, he goes and headbutts his opponent and gets a penalty. That's fine if you're playing a game against the Jaguars that were never really in this game. It cannot happen in the first, second, third round of the playoffs. That's where it can. And the thing that I liked, we we talk about Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, and how he could one day be a head coach in the National Football League. He immediately pulled Kareem Hunt out of the game and gave him a lecture on the sidelines. It's okay to happen in a game like this. It can happen in January or February. No question about that. Let's get back to the phone lines. And Mark, Mark, you're up after the Chiefs are 30-14 to 14 winners. Hey, Danny. Uh, yeah, there's a lots of positives we can say about each part of the team. I think, uh, as I was thinking about it, I think the Chiefs really played complimentary football today. If you look... I don't know the actual numbers, but I think part of the reason why the defense was able to play so well deep into the game was that I think uh, in the first quarter, I think the Chiefs had something like ten over 10 minutes of of uh, possession on, on offense. So yep. um, kind of giving that defense an opportunity to save some of the energy. That's true, but I, I will say this. The defense hasn't often gone out there and in the first two possessions of the game gotten a you know, two and out, and, I mean a, a yeah. six and out and a five and out. So uh, I, I'll give them – the, the credit for doing their own job, the, all this thing about the fact that the Chiefs' uh, defense has to be out on the field so much is, well, is indefensible to me because they're, they're the reason they're still out there because they keep giving up first downs and staying on the field. They didn't do that today. But I, I, my point that I just made, and I'll remake it since you brought it up, is the fact that the offense going out there and controlling the ball and scoring on those first two drives really sort of took the rushing game away from Jacksonville, and the evidence was that it was going to be effective just like everybody else has been running the football on the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. It's 
So it, it is it is part job. of that it is part of that complimentary football you talk about. Yep, I agree with you. Thanks, All right. Jamie. All right, thanks a lot for the call. Appreciate that. 913-3810-810 is the phone number. You know, he's usually so much of a treat. I'm not going to go to Mario because I just sense that he'll be right in the middle of one of his florid <laughs> rants <laughs> with a, a, a tremendous language, and Andy Reid will waddle his way up to the podium. I wasn't trying to be mean in that <laughs> regard, but he's probably waddles. I, I, I will he's guess. He's down. He has. I, he has. You know, he he's never even at his biggest. He's he's always looked like a healthy man, hasn't he? Well, even yeah. though he's been a, a the mustache big guy. really does the walrus thing though. Like if he didn't have a mustache, I don't think anyone would ever call him a walrus. But he's got the you know. He also he dresses fat well. <laughs> okay, so the, the, Hawa- the, Ho- the Hawaiian shirts really sell the idea that he's out on a beach having a good time and he's in shape. He's out there surfing. <laughs> you guys have seen how I dress, right? That's legitimately oh, yeah. the exact move. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah he wears board. a big, blousy, uh, you know, Whoa. jacket. Yep. That, that, so that it, you know, which is maybe even a size too big for him. I don't know if you're talking about me or Andy Reid. <laughs> Word for word. I'm not talking about you. Well, it's true. Let's go to Alex. Alex, you're up next. Go right ahead. Hey, guys. Uh, first time, long time. Hey, how about Jalen Ramsey today? He comes in, and he's talking all that smack. And then he the backed it up. And, and then he, he comes out and, and has that kind of game. Talk, talk about Jalen Ramsey and, and what he did today. Thanks, guys. All right. Well, I, I think he proved once again that he's one of the best corners in the game, if not the best. And he's got long arms. He can, jam- you know, he's a bad matchup for. This is going to sound stupid, right? He's a bad matchup for Tyreek Hill because he's really physical and Tyreek's small, although strong for his size, and and has proved himself to be durable, Brad. But uh, yeah. he, he the the press coverage was bothering Tyreek. They got him once, but it's not like they got him for a score. And Ramsey backed up everything he said mm-hmm. in today's game. Well, I think I, the play that stood out to me, I believe it was in the first half. I was going through my notes here. There was a play where Tyreek Hill, uh, Jalen had jammed him at the line of scrimmage and jammed him for probably, he probably got away with six and a half yards down the field. But if you're Jalen Ramsey, you can get away with that. And Tyreek Hill threw up his arms in frustration. I don't think Tyreek Hill was asking for a P.I. call. I think he was saying, what am I supposed to do? I can't get, I can't shed this guy. And I... Honestly, I thought coming into this game that Tyreek would be able to put on a couple of moves and, and with the rain and the mud that maybe Jalen Ramsey would have trouble making the turn or the pivot to stay with him. But credit to Jalen Ramsey and credit to Patrick Mahomes who tried to go at him a couple of times. It just it didn't have a lot of success. But as we talked about in the preseason, it opens things up. If you're, if you're going to put Jalen Ramsey on Tyreek Hill or at times they put him on Travis Kelsey, there's so many more guys, and Sammy Watkins had a great couple of short catches that he turned into long runs, the the yak yards we talk about, and that's where the Chiefs are just they're just going to get you. And on a day when Jacksonville just didn't appear to be into this game, the Chiefs could chip away if they weren't going to hit. How many we saw Patrick Mahomes go deep what two or three times where he tried to just fling it, and Tyreek Hill got you know caught up with the defenders and that sort of thing. Well, on days when that doesn't work, they've got other things they can do, and they showed that uh, today. And Sammy Watkins, he showed today how much that offense missed him in Denver. Because whenever you have, Absolutely. in the, literally the one situation when Tyree Kill is just probably not going to affect the game that much because he's going up against the perfect NFL cornerback for him, then you just start throwing screens to Sammy Watkins, and all of a sudden you basically have a running back with a full, a full head of steam just sprinting down the sideline. The only thing that I would say about Ramsey is that he was, towards the end of the game, playing off of Hill a little bit. He was giving him some more space. He was breathing a little bit heavy. 
he was winning that matchup, but you could tell that those were like evenly matched, tremendous athletes at both those positions. No doubt about that. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll the dice. Mario, I don't want to make you wait for 30 minutes. So, so, so here you go, buddy. I hope I don't have to cut you off. Go ahead, Mario. Hey, Danny. Thanks, my brother. I appreciate it, man. Always good to be here in Kansas City. What's causing all this excitement, Danny? You know what I'm saying? It's a good day to be a Chiefs fan and a great day to be in the kingdom. I mean, who'd have thought, man, the Chiefs would be sitting here at 5-0 and right now? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They far exceeded my expectations. I ain't really got nothing to complain about. I've been kind of concerned about this defense because uh, they've been what they've been. But, hey, they did show up today. And hopefully, some kind of way, some of these players can develop as the season goes along and they can get better. Mario, let me ask you a question uh, right off the top here. Okay. You've often called us in the height of frustration and talked about how this team has been a tease and I know how this is going to end and all that. Do you have a different feeling about this team? Well, I will say this, Danny. Unlike in the past, this Patrick Mahomes guy gives me hope. Because before, I knew it was all smoke and mirrors. I mean, you just had a feeling, you know, in the past. You were just waiting for another shoe to drop. I mean, let's be honest now. I know that the diehard Chiefs fan would tell me, oh, man, you ain't no real fan and, and you ain't this and that. Look. I love the Chiefs as much as the next guy, but I'm a realist, Danny. I'm not going to be out there screaming 12 and 4 when I know (laughs) I'm looking at 10 and 6 and 9 and 7 and a first round loss in the playoffs. I'm just not that guy, okay? So anybody that got a problem with me, then that's fine, you know, for feeling that way because it is what it is. But I will say this about Mahomes I believe he gives them a shot. He didn't even play that great today, but he played good enough to get the W. No I'm question. optimistic about what's to come from this young man. I've never seen anything like it in my time here in Kansas City. And I tell you what, man, I'm holding back my excitement right now because I didn't want to be the guy, you know, putting too much on the young guy. But but at the same time, I'm excited about what's to come with Mahomes, and I really believe that here hopefully if we get us out of defense. You know, this kind of remind me reminiscent of the big Vanille years, you know, but we could score, but our defense, you know. But the defense seems to make enough plays to keep us in the hunt so far. And they could get better. So I'm optimistic, Danny. What about yourself, bro? Uh, I still uh, – no, I'm optimistic. The, uh, one, one thing I'm optimistic about is it looks like maybe one or two of the top AFC teams have some real warts this year. And it also, it looks to me like the Chiefs might be able to get the AFC championship game potentially here at Arrowhead Stadium. Now, we've seen the Chiefs with the ability to get a home playoff game and lose. Now, there's no question about that. But the main roadblock in the AFC for years and years now has been the New England Patriots. And one of the biggest reasons is because they have been able to play almost all the important games in Foxborough. When they have been able to go on the road, or have had to go out on the road, rather, They've lost quite a few of those games, not surprisingly. They're going to go to, if you go to Pittsburgh or you go to Baltimore or you go to Denver or whatever, you well could lose. Uh, And we know that they've had their struggles here at Arrowhead. So that's another reason why I think there's hope. I saw more out of the defensive line today. Uh, I will say this, that we saw this, what we hope is not the start of something that can really derail any football team. The fact that 
They got a lot of guys dinged up in this game today. And if Tardif, yeah. that looked like a potential season ender right there. Oh, I, please, I, no, please. I hope that's not the case. But from the replay to the way he hobbled off the field, you're just hoping an offensive lineman can play very compromised. But they can't play if they got an ACL. Uh, they got to have surge surgery. So that, that that's about the only negative out of today's game. Where uh, and the and the penalties continue continue to be a bit of a problem. But that's that that's about it. So well, I agree with you, Danny. You don't want to peak too soon. I'll just say this, my brother. It's all hands on deck next week. Everybody got to show up and show out. And I don't care, Danny. Win if you can, lose if you must. But I always cheat. Go Chiefs, baby. And I don't <laughs> care what you got to do to get the W. Go ahead and do what you got to do. Just bring it on home. All right. Thanks a lot, Mario. And one thing the Chiefs have done with this is they go out and lose to New England next week. It's not really that big a deal. Right. I mean, it's you know, crazy. they're still going to be 5-1. and one. It's almost house money. Now, it's important from the standpoint that you could see New England ripping off a whole bunch of wins, and it's a, another tiebreaker game, importantly. Uh, so from that standpoint, it's not as if you're just going to be able to go, oh, well, but it looks like the Chiefs might be able to out-record the Patriots even with the loss. So, And, and Danny, I'll, I'll add this. You know when the schedule, and I can see the feed from downstairs, it looks like Andy Reid's going to be getting close here in another okay. minute or so. But go back to this. When the schedule's released, we all go through and check it off. Wins, losses, wins, losses. What do we think the record's going to be after five games? If you just said three and two at the beginning of the season, you would have thought, oh, and Andy Reid's here. Sorry, I'll, have, I'll okay. hand it back to you. All right, here we go. Here's Andy Reid with his comments about today's 30-14 to 14 win. Murray sprained his ankle. Uh, Justin Houston uh, strained his hamstring. Armani Watts uh, his, hurt his groin. And uh, Larry uh, Tardif, uh, Duvenet Tardif, um, has a fractured fibula. Um, a non-weight-bearing bone that's going to take a little bit of time, but not not too long. He won't be done for for the year, which is a positive. Um, other than that, uh, we're okay. So uh, we got a nice got a nice uh, nice win. I'm proud of the guys and the effort that they gave. And and um, uh, you can go around and you can pick a lot of people. I'm going to start with the grounds crew. They don't get enough credit. That field was unbelievable out there, and it, it went through quite a little bit of rain there, and they did a phenomenal job. The fans. Were incredible, absolutely incredible. Our defense was incredible. So five takeaways, um, played great. Bob's uh, game plan was tremendous. The guys bought in on a short week now, so this is a, a tough thing to do. And going against a team uh, that scored on everybody, and so they they put it down, put the hammer down, and uh, did a nice job with that. Um, uh, Twenty-four steps in. He's been playing special teams for us, Lucas. And he steps in and, and gets an interception, uh, which is a great deal. Our safeties, but I'm not sure you want to play safety for us. <laughs> it's a rough position right now. We've, we're down to about our sixth safety. So it's a, uh, but he did a nice job of stepping up. Our young guys, 57, 92, great job of stepping up uh, when counted on. So th- those are the positive things. We, we obviously can't have, we got to keep ourselves under control emotionally. You're going to play two good football teams, play each other. You can't let you let the emotions get to you. This is a team that's going to come in, and they're going to try to be physical with you and push you around in your own place. And so you can't do that either. So you're going to put your foot down, but you got to do it the right way. And so we've got to learn from that. And, and you, you surely can't be ejected from the game. That's not smart football. And But it's a lesson that you can learn. Uh, first of all, no one's going to push us around anywhere, uh, but be smart with it. So with that, time's yours. <coughs> 
and how important was it to sort of set the tone offensively in the first two possessions, a couple scores? Yeah, so they, they really, um, I, I look at that as one of the better defenses in the National Football League. Um, they, uh, they've proven that over a couple years here. They're tough. And, and I was proud of our guys of uh, rallying, you know, making plays, getting down there. Uh, felt like we should have come out with two touchdowns. We got one, uh, but um, in a field goal. So, um, you know, I, I'm proud of our guys for doing that. You know, Patrick, Kelsey, these guys. Patrick, he threw a couple interceptions. So all of a sudden, now how's he going to react throwing an interception? It didn't even phase him, man. He just kept going and kept firing, made some big plays. Made some big plays to Kels and uh, oh, a couple of the other guys, too. So, I mean, Tyreek had some a big play and some great catches. Conley. So he kept spreading the ball around, and I thought did a heck of a job. But it was good to see it doesn't phase him. You're going to throw those when you're quarterback in the National Football League. And so how you react to it becomes very important, and I thought he handled that well. Coach, your team has started 5-0 the last two seasons. Uh, what difference did you see between the two starts between uh, uh, this year and last year? And also, uh, the excitement <laughs> that surrounded this team with their 5-0 start? Yeah, so it's funny how this thing works. I mean, I'm getting old. So uh, it used to be we didn't start fast enough. And now and we always finish strong, and now we start fast, and we don't, you know, all this stuff. So I, I don't worry about all that. Every year is different. We have new players playing. Um, I I don't put any time or thought into that other than you ask me the question. So uh, we're just going to take the next game, and we're going to go through the process and make sure that we do the right things and come out and play good football. Jimmy, what was your defense able to take the ball away from the Jaguars so much today? Yeah, um, I, well, I thought it was a great game plan. And uh, and then guys I thought executed, they, they drove on the ball. Um, they've got pr- We had pressure on the quarterback, it seemed like, all the time. Um, which is a plus, and um, you know, so I, I think that's why. Yeah. Steven Nelson, one of those guys, who's been with you guys for a couple of years, gets his first career interception. Looked like they were picking on him a little bit early. Uh, how do you feel like he's responding? Yeah, some of the throws went his direction. I don't know if they were picking, but the, some of the throws went that direction. Uh, he's in press coverage. I think they were probably working more of the coverage than they they were. Um, you know, Stevie. So I thought he did a, did a nice job. He competed. I think they had one one grab on him over there that was significant. And other than that, uh, he bared down and he came back and made a great play even after that one. So I thought he did a nice job. Five games, you guys done a good job of getting out in the head and starting fast. How much do you think that can be attributed to what the Eagles is able to do? Yeah, no, I, listen, if you can get a team uh, in a situation where they've got to throw the ball, although they, you know, they, kept, they kept running it there for a series at least, and um, but um, we were able to get the lead, maintain the lead, add on to the lead. Chris had a nice um, interception there, which was tre- tremendous. He even gave it a little move there. Um, I capped it off with a bad thing, but he, he with, with getting thrown out of the game. But uh, the, the initial part, that, that touchdown, let's not take it away from him. That's pretty good, but that's a D lineman. So, uh, but we were able to add to the add to the lead, which became important. You guys are showing you can win in a variety of ways to beat your offense as equipment as much. Your defense, how important is that to be able to do that? Yeah, so it's a team. So we don't point fingers. We don't do any of that. We're all in it. We know that uh, every week, uh, and it's probably put special teams in with that question there. So um, we expect every phase to pick up the other phase if one phase is down. So, um, And uh, we've been able to do that so far. We've got to keep, keep that rolling. 
Coach, when you say you heard so much about Jacksonville's defense coming into this game, and you feel like this team was turning a corner with its own defense. Can you talk about pride that you like takes in the game like this? Yeah, so um, I mentioned before that about just playing together, and we didn't get a lot of that during camp where we were together uh, as a group. And so much of uh, defense, I mean, it's hustle and tough and all those things, but it's also communication. So you know that. So you, you better be able to, uh, you better know what the other guy's doing. You better be able to change it like that if there's a shift or a motion that takes place. And so I just, the more you play together, the, uh, you, know, you expect that group to be to be better. So, in the games, uh, you had to run the ball right at the end of games to kind of secure victories the last several weeks. And Kareem Hunt has just done an outstanding job with that. I uh, talked to the strength of the offensive line and how you guys are able to run when everybody's expecting. Yeah, so the old line's done a nice job, and Kareem's running hard. Again, coming off a short week, and he felt like he'd been in a car crash when he woke up. Uh, after that last game, so and it's a short week, so he's got to get himself back, get in, get treatment, do all those things. And I thought he did a good job getting himself ready to go, and then being able to put it down when he needed to put it down. So he, I thought he did a real nice job. Last one. Talk about winning a lot of different ways and defining your creating the character of the team. How does it look like today with everything going on? Kind of define that character. Yeah, define the character. So th- this is a good football team that was in here, um, and. There's a chance you meet them down the road. I mean, they're they're physical, they're emotional. They, you know, they're going to come after you. They're going to let you know that they're out there, uh, verbally and physically. And and so, um, and they they've been there, right? They were in the championship game last year. So it's a it's an important win. But we're talking about the fifth game of the season. So we've got a whole lot of season left, and we have an opportunity to play a good football team again this week. And so you got to go back through the process. You got to learn from your mistakes to get yourself better. And uh, and so that's what we'll do. And um, and really, if you just keep the score zero zero and keep working hard, you can be okay and go through the process. All right, good. Thanks. There's Andy Reid here on Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City, and his post-game press conference is brought to you by 360 Vodka. Make new. Uh, make next game a touchdown with 360, Kansas City's hometown vodka. Twelve delicious flavors, a silky smooth finish. Don't miss out on this spectacular game day spirit. The Chiefs postgame show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. Portals will run a screen. It's intercepted. It's picked out of the sky. It's picked at 10 City, Chris Jones, Jones with the pick six. It is the 23rd defensive score in the tutelage of Andy Reid. The Chiefs are 19 and 2 in the 21 previous. And we'll make that our Chiefs call of the game. Brought to you by the Kansas City State Company. Take your tailgate game to a new level. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com. Get their hottest deals at their retail store at 5140 Kansas Avenue in KCK. The Kansas City State Company. Gifts that sizzle. You can unplug that. <laughs> no, we're good. It's okay. We, we, I think I've got this figured out. All right. We've got a good system here okay. where we start plugging in our laptops as the segment's starting again after go. like a six-minute commercial break. Good That's job by good. us. That's good. Well, uh, Very professional. In other words, you were saying good job by me. Actually, I was about to do the same thing. <laughs> 
I just waited until you did it first. Well, it, it wasn't until the segment almost ended that the little thing came up that says your battery is running low. Right, no, 10%. that's, that's so, worth the fix. Brad, anyway. is all of your equipment still plugged in? <laughs> I have my phone plugged in at 94% right now, and knock on wood, go. and everything else is running on electrical power. There so you I'm go. And, uh, and our fine Wi-Fi at Union Broadcasting just decided to say no no go e- either. Yeah, so. it's always very reliable in a way that makes me think that it is appropriate to be doing before radio shows while relying I, on it. Before I forget, Brad, uh, tell us what fine desk you are sitting at out there at Arrowhead Stadium. Well, we are broadcasting live from the Office Products Alliance broadcast desk inside Arrowhead Stadium. Office Products Alliance is your one-stop shop for all things office and a locally owned an operated company here in Kansas City, proud partner of Sports Radio 810 WHB. Let's get back to the phone lines. I'm sure we'll hear from very many Chiefs before we move on out of here. We'll hear from the fans now, including Alex. Go ahead, Alex. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Um, quick question for you. I know there's been a number of times since Andy Reid's been in KC where he started the game or started the season 4-0 at least. Um, and I imagine a lot of it comes down to Patrick Mahomes this time, but I was just wondering if you guys see anything else that can um, explain how we can get even further, like 6-7-0 and 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 things like that. So. Well, be, uh, beat New England first. Right. <laughs> That's a rather difficult part of it. If they go out and beat New England, I, I'm just going to start to say who's going to beat them, uh, period. I mean, that will be what I, that will be my thought. And Mahomes is obviously a huge part of it. He's the different element. But in years past, you could look at, I think it was the year they started 9-0 and or so, where they just kept beating backup quarterbacks. Like, every quarterback got hurt the week before the Chiefs played them. And obviously, we've seen the problems with the Chargers and the Steelers and the Broncos. We've seen the issues those teams have had. But the Chiefs have beaten really good teams. They've beaten teams that were supposed to challenge them in the West and the AFC in general. So I, that's the thing that gives me hope. It's Mahomes, and it's the teams they've already beaten that makes me think this isn't the same thing all over again. Great. Yeah, thanks for taking the call, guys. Okay, okay thanks a lot. Appreciate it. By the way, you mentioned that Chris Jones uh, broke his leg, a non-weight-bearing... Laurent Duvernay Tardif. Not, oh, a Tardif. Hor- I was horrified. Tar- like, what do you mean? Tar- tar- tardif, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Heart uh, attack. So, uh, and... Yeah, while I, I somewhat scoffed at the idea of a non-weight-bearing bone in someone's leg, the fibula is the small bone that attaches itself to the outside of the tibia, which is yes. the main bone in your bottom of your leg. So it's basically one of your shin bones or the bone on the side. I, I would still argue it's weight-bearing in some regard, but uh, I, we're going to hear from Tommy Moe here in a minute, But and he's, of course, a track guy, so maybe he'll give me a little uh, insight on that. But I'll tell you what, breaking, as bad as it sounds, breaking a bone in your leg, and now breaking your leg, period, is bad, mm-hmm. but breaking a bone in your leg is a heck of a lot better than tearing your knee up, I'll mm-hmm. say that. Uh, but uh, we'll visit with, maybe maybe Tommy will know a little bit about that, but let's try Skyler out first. Chiefs are winners today, easily, once again, 30-14. to 14. Skyler, go ahead. Hey, Danny, this is Skyler, actually, and Alyssa, my wife. Uh, we're in an RV right now, traveling down the road, traveling east. We just uh, we just went to the Denver game last week. We went to the Chiefs game uh, today, um, and we are headed east to the to uh, New England to watch the uh, Chiefs play the Patriots. We have never been this fired up about the Chiefs in our entire life. So, so are you stopping listeners. midweek each 
in each week and robbing a bank on the way? <laughs> yeah, no, it's exactly right. It's like Jesse James on the road. Here yeah, we go. Yeah. Uh, it's, been, it's been very fun. But, uh, you know, nothing to complain about today. The defense was was excellent. I, I, I really can't complain. I mean, we, we gave up some light scores, but really, I don't. I don't. I, I have some faith in this defense. I think we're okay. I think we're. Uh, I think we're we're playing well. I think uh, this is this is the most fired up we've ever been. My, we've got two kids in the in the RV. We've got uh, my my father and mother in law, and we're just we're going after it. We're we're looking at our tickets to the Super Bowl. We're we're getting. Are after you just it, so driving I, until I until you go to Atlanta for the Super Bowl? Is it, <laughs> is it just do this every week, or what? What's the deal? Did you uh, did you win the lottery? Can uh, I come with you? Yeah. Like, what what's that? I mean, I'm you, not you, I'm not really sure. I'm actually on uh, paternity leave. It's probably not the oh, smartest idea I've ever had. But I, uh, I disagree. See. I think I you're that's, that's a finesse, good. man. I I've got to give you some props for being able to convince your wife that the best way to tackle postpartum depression is to attend football games with you <laughs> so far so good yes i completely agree my my dad's probably at home listening to this going holy smokes my my son's on the air finally but this is uh, no, he, this, is, this is great. We're uh, all right. We're we're getting after this. No, so where I, are I you stopping along the way to New England? This is crazy. Where are you stopping along the way to New England? Uh yeah, we'll probably stop a few times, but I, uh, I don't know. There's no. no, there's there's nothing like Casey barbecue, so we'll see. All right. Well, uh, I, I hope you have a whole bunch of it in your RV because you're not going to find it really anywhere else. But that sounds like a cool trip. And be safe. And uh, and uh, congratulations on the new arrival. Thanks, Danny. All right. Appreciate it. Skyler, who is either independently wealthy or a criminal of some sort, <laughs> is attending apparently each and every Chiefs game. I uh, wondered, is the kid named Patrick or Patty? Because Patty's gin- gender neutral enough. To, like, yeah, yeah, they could, could pull that. that off. You could do that. So uh, uh, we'll get back, to, uh, get back to Brad here in a second after we visit with Tommy Moe. Tommy, first of all, do you have any answer to my uh, fibula question here today and, and whether a, a broken fibula can be one that uh, we're not just hearing day to day after about four weeks because Andy <laughs> Reid likes to say it? We're sitting here on October 7th. He broke yeah. his fib, uh, fibula tibia. It's the smaller the two bones. It's right. like I said, it's less, you don't put a lot of weight on it. So the when you're rehabbing or when he's walking around, he's not a lot of He's not stressing that area. Okay. So the Chiefs play the Rams on November 19th. Right. We have a bye week after that. Our next game, I believe, is December 2nd. Right. Expect uh, Dr. Shivago back on that day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sounds, sounds good. You know, I love Tony Romo, before we let you get to your main point, Tommy, as, a, as an analyst. But it's clear that Tony just watches football and – then does the game and analyzes the game that's in front of him. And I think he watches game film and things like that. And I think he watches probably the All-22 mm-hmm. because he was kind of unaware that Tardif was a doctor. <laughs> yes. and, then, and then when he discovered he was a doctor or affirmed he was a doctor, he'd kind of heard of it. Right. He then, while Tardif was laying on his butt there, was, was proclaiming that he was probably self analyzing the yeah. injury, self-diagnosing when he's a baby doctor. <laughs> so uh, I love Tony, and I think he's funny during the broadcast, And uh, but I don't think 
studying the game notes or the uh, yeah. bios of the players is probably his strength. But, uh, Tommy, that's probably not why you called. No, I was a couple things on Tony Romo. He was amazed by Patrick Mahomes early in the game. Like, wow, this guy's pretty good. I mean, it's like he had never seen him play before. Did you get that feeling from him? Uh, I did. I mean, he was amazed by all the plays. He was making good NFL quarterback plays. He didn't do anything special this game, which made right. it even better that he played a very C-plus to C game, and we still won by two-plus scores. And then did he do, at the end of the game, was he also, when they were showing the, the chop, the chant, did I hear him in the background doing the chant? Oh, it wasn't in the background. <laughs> he was in the foreground doing it. He well, says, I mean, him, yeah, I mean, him doing it. So I did hear him do that. Oh, yeah, and he's like saying, this, this is so cool. Romo's just having fun, man. I know. I, just having I agree. Fun. I love I, it. I agree. I, they showed a replay when somebody got hurt, Passanio, mm-hmm. and he didn't really get hurt that bad, but he was down. And so they showed the replay, and, and he goes, well, apparently he did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing happened to him. He just he slowly looked at the replay and said, well, he just did nothing. <laughs> well, if you got if you watch that the play before before that, right. Passano's grabbing his leg. And so right. if you're watching the mm. game beforehand, if you're actually watching the game, Tony, <laughs> it happened the play before that. Okay, he comes go. back and he looks like he wants to kinda of come out, but he doesn't. He comes in, he kinda of like you know, like you said he took three or four steps and just kinda of waddled around there and then that's when he took his knee. So if you watch the play prior to the one right. that he that he came out of, that's the one he injured himself or whatever dinged himself right. up at. But right. you know, I just I said it last year, and I'm saying it again, undisciplined. You know, right. Josh Briscoe just, oh, whatever, we had to be tough. Well, tough is not after, a, after you've gained 20, 30 yards, just running up to someone and just headbutting him. Okay, Jackson, the, the guy from Jacksonville didn't do anything good. It's not tough to hit the center when he's laying on the ground on his, on his stomach, hitting his hamstring with your hand. It's not tough when a quarterback steps out and he had nothing to do with the play. It was Alan Bailey that ran him out. It would have been fourth and 20 after that play. Right. It's not tough yelling at a quarterback that's down on the ground. My question is, they installed a rule like two, three years ago. If you say a racial slur, you get kicked out of a game. Right. Well, well I wonder what he said. Well, well, it was the second um, unsportsmanlike yes, conduct. Yes, that's why. So that was, it was an automatic. I got you. He did one. I, I, I agree, because the first one happened in the first half. Yeah, it was automatic I, ejection. I, I, was, I saw that on my phone, so I'll take that back. All yeah. right, very good. So, okay. like you said, just undisciplined. You know, Andy Reid didn't do it in his household, and he, once again, it's going to usually, is Mike Tomlin undisciplined? All these, you know, all these great, you know, great guys that have won Super Bowl coaches, they're just not undisciplined. Their players aren't undisciplined. And Josh Briscoe, oh, no big deal. we got to be tough. Well, it's not tough to do stupid, three stupid things like that. That shows no toughness to me. Mike so Tomlin has, weird. like, four active players right now. What a weird example. That team's a disaster. Yeah, well, they're a disaster this year on the field, too. Right. I but- mean, I think that, well, the, the, the Steelers generally didn't get penalized a lot for those type of things. Now, the team, the team I would bring up as the example is Cincinnati. The Bengals, as, as yep. they became, sure. as what they, have they be- ever done? As they became good. No, that's what I'm saying. No, I, the, yeah. the example of what hurts you. They lost a playoff game because they were stupid and undisciplined. And when when they had their chance, when they had their window that they were a good football team, the fact that they were undisciplined did hurt them. And I think 10 penalties for 105 yards in a playoff game is a death sentence. Uh, but, you know, the, we'll see if they can clean it up. How many teams- Thank God for Eric Bieniemy said something to Kareem Hunt. But there's nobody on the defensive side. Coaches or otherwise, it'll get in. 
I don't they have to get in their face, but you just have to show Andy Reid has never shown in five plus years ever getting upset. The most upset he ever gets is when he does his little whistle and he has his hands above his head, and that's the most. Uh, well, he did say he was screaming at Kareem Hunt. He did say something, and he did say something to D Ford. I'll say that. Uh, but I think that I do think, and thanks a lot for the call, Tommy. Oh, always appreciate it. I do think that he is a player's coach who runs a loose ship, and I think it. And I, I think it's only gotten worse in, in his career, and I think it can hurt his team because I think that players are are more inclined now to show out, and the NFL has tightened up rules in that regard, and you just got to get used to it. As I said, did D Ford do the worst thing in the world with his taunt? I don't know. It depends on what he said. By the reaction of the officials who seemingly simultaneously threw their flags mm-hmm. in the air, I think he probably said something pretty vulgar or vile or, or whatever. But that being said, you know the rule. You can't stand over somebody and, and yell at them. You can't do it. So, uh, you know, that, that that's as much a rule as not grabbing somebody's face mask. So, uh, so that that would be my thought on that. Is the undisciplined nature of uh, the season so far, which is one of the only flies in the ointment, bother you, Brad, at all? Hey, can you repeat? There was somebody moving something in or, around here. I missed that last part of it. Sorry. Yeah, are the penalties a big issue to you, you think? Yes. Uh, the Chiefs have routinely ranked uh, racked up, if not double digits, close to it every single game. And the nature of those penalties today, getting a guy tossed out of the game, Kareem Hunt headbutting an opponent, which could hurt yourself, by the way, physically, is right. not a good yes. idea. And like I said, you can get away with it in a game like this, where Jacksonville was never really in the game. They never inserted themselves into the game, or I guess asserted themselves. That's okay today. It's not okay, it, should the Chiefs, if we talked about having to go to New England, remember what, two or three years ago going to New England, and I thought the Chiefs were the better team on the day but didn't win. If that happens in January or, knock on wood, if you get to February, that, as you said, Danny, it's a death sentence. It's, it, it takes – it's 10- and 15-yard chunks well, and losses of downs. It's, well, it's, it's something that has possession to be solved now. In, in this game, it wasn't a close game, but right. Jacksonville retained the ball because of one of those penalties. Right. And the other part is – I can't remember. It must have been – it must be 5-8 years ago now easy maybe more there was a quarterback who went in, who scored a touchdown went into the end zone and he head-butted the wall and he got hurt it's very good i i i don't that remember. was gus ferrat in yeah. washington yeah, there nice. you go paul there you go thank you very much so and then and, 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 and somebody else's <laughs> helmet is every bit as uh, you know the possibility of doing something like that as 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 a cement wall basically uh so uh, yeah it was it was silly and especially as you said he's making about uh, what is he making? Eight hundred grand, something like that. Mm-hmm. He's making about uh, so that's sixteen. He's making about fifty thousand dollars a game, you know, minus taxes, mm-hmm. and he just had to pay twenty six thousand, probably more more than half his paycheck. I and that mean, was on in game play. And he's going to get fined for that play too. So. so he's probably good for about forty grand in two weeks because of stupid plays. I mean, maybe that'll start to teach him a lesson. But like, he's, getting I, into, he's getting into Mark Cuban territory. Right. <laughs> Without Mark Cuban's money. Right. Uh, exactly. right. <laughs> right. I, I think Tommy Moe has a point on the defensive side because Eric Bieniemy. Uh, I don't think you can ask Andy Reid to do literally everything all the time. He can't be on the bench talking to Patrick Mahomes and chewing out D Ford or whatever. So I do think there's something on the defensive side of the ball where you can say, hey, hey who in this coaching staff is going to respond to any of these guys in a because it's not Bob Sutton. I right. don't think I've ever seen Bob Sutton get so much as uh, above a certain decibel with his voice. But, man, I, again, I just we spent, we spent last offseason 
constantly talking about the attitude of the defense. And I agree that what we saw today was not the perfect way of, of going about it. This was not the, the final edition of this defense. But it's hard for me to, to look at what happened last year and to see. And then also, shortly after a bunch of those penalties, then Blake Bortles had that jog to the end zone for his rushing touchdown. That was brutal. I would have rather have seen some of that intensity on that play. And I, I think that you you pull back a little bit whenever you're concerned about being too aggressive. There's a line there to walk, but I'm not losing my mind over over D four well, taunting Blake Bortles. I, I don't think we're losing our minds. I I Tommy Moe had lost I, his mind. I think we just are pointing out that. It, this is like, to me, the defensive equivalent or the equivalent for defensive players when Travis Kelsey acted the fool about once every mm-hmm. three weeks. Sure. And people would say, well, we don't want to take out that, take away that enthusiasm mm-hmm. from him. That was Andy Reid's standard re- reply. This is, has nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. I think, but Kareem Hunt, I think it does. Like, I think he just, you know, trucked a dude and, and took a hit and then he came back around and popped a guy. Like, I, it's a bad play, but like Andy Reid said on the, BJ Kissel tweeted out, Andy Reid said regarding the team needs to be smarter regarding Jacksons, but he added that, quote, nobody is going to push us around anywhere. I think Andy Reid knows that what this discussion to be true, that you don't want those penalties, but you also don't want to be flying around the NFL, getting pushed around at home, on well, the road, anywhere. And I do think that the Chiefs have had a reputation for being a finesse football yes. team or soft or if, however you want to put it. Uh, and certainly they want to do something about well, that particular it, uh, particular message as well. Go ahead, Brad. Then we'll hear from Pat Mahomes. To use another example, you remember the Royals before 2014 were considered soft because every team in baseball would throw inside or hit them, and they wouldn't do anything. They wouldn't throw inside back to the other team. And in 2014, perhaps Giordano Ventura was the catalyst for it. They finally said enough, and they started, and believe me, I I thought a lot of it was ill-advised at the time. They got themselves in a world of trouble at times. But they finally said enough and started firing inside, or in the case of Giordano, started uh, plunking guys here and there. And, you know, the happy-go-lucky team that was happy to be steamrolled all of a sudden wasn't such a bunch of lovable guys anymore. And I'm not saying you should do that because, again, what I say is when you get to December and January or even February, that's something that may cost you. So in, uh, I guess you could say, um, in limited quantities, the tough guy thing is a good thing, but when it costs you penalties and possessions, I that's think, when it costs I think you playing games. tough football is hitting people hard. You know, that, yes, that's what I see I when I see the Steelers. I see guys flying around. They're willing to, you know, they hit their own teammates sometimes because they're, you know, that's doing stuff after the whistle and, and outside the boundaries of the football field like D4 did. That's just dumb. I mean, I, you can play physically, play with emotion, play with abandon. That's what I want to see it in. I don't want to see it manifest itself in, in things that really don't have anything to do with football at all. At least up through today, Pittsburgh leads the league in average penalty yards per right. game. The Jaguars are second, according to TeamRankings.com. Yeah, right. Well, the Chiefs probably came close to passing them because they were fourth. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, there's a... but. It, do they list personal fouls there? I am going to look that up while we hear from Patrick Mahomes, and we'll talk about it more. <laughs> right. We're going to actually take a break before we hear Patrick Mahomes. I made that editorial decision during the last couple of minutes, and I'm following through on it right now. Patrick Mahomes next. The Chiefs postgame show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. Rolling left is Mahomes looking at Kareem Hunt. He's going to sprint for the far pylon. He dies. Touchdown, Kansas City. The second straight week. Pac-12 
Patrick Mahomes with the rushing touchdown. And Jacksonville has yielded its first touchdown this season in the first half. And it comes on the Chiefs' first possession. That is your Tully touchdown of the day. And your Tully touchdown of the game is brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Triple blended, triple distilled for the ultimate game day beverage. Please enjoy Tullamore Dew responsibly. Patrick Mahomes dealing with the rushing touchdown, and he did not have a throwing touchdown today, so that certainly got him on the board, at least in that regard. Here's his thoughts on what was his worst game as a starter, but still he threw for over 300 yards against a team that hadn't allowed it since the first game of last season. What do you think about your defense today? I mean, they really stepped up. They played really well. Uh, it was it was a lot of confidence building that the defense can step up like that and win games. And, I mean, it, it kind of just showed the world because I knew they could, and uh, it shows that we can win with every phase in this game. Yeah, I mean, there's no telling. I mean, it's still a long ways to go. We still have to build on this. You have to kind of go through that process. Uh, we have a great opponent next week, but it is a it was a great win today. We'll enjoy it tonight and get ready next week. Yeah, I mean, you have to set, set the tempo. You have to set the physicality when you go out there and play teams that have great players like they do. And uh, they were flying around and making plays. I mean, that was a great defense and a great team in general. And so for us, we just try to step up and make it enough plays to come out with the win. Glad you all were 5-0 at this point last year. Does this feel any different, any more sturdy than maybe 5-0 did at this point last year? Yeah, I mean, last year we had a great team, and uh, we won a lot of games. Uh, but this year we're going to try to just learn from last year the little drought that we had and just try to make it a process. I mean, the NFL seasons are long. There's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. But if you kind of just grind out every single day and try to get better every single day, you hope that you can limit the downs and, and maximize the ups. What's your thoughts on this week's matchup? Obviously, against Tom Brady. I mean, right now, everyone would consider the front runner for the MVP, but you're going up against a guy who's won MVP a few times over the five times that he Yeah, I mean, the Patriots in general are—they're going to be good year in and year out. It seems like this last this last decade or two, and so for us, I mean, you're playing a team that's going to be really well really well coached in every phase of the game. Uh, you're playing a team that's going to have one of the best quarterbacks of all time at the other quarterback position and a team that has been really hot as coming into this game. So we're going to try to just go in uh, doing what we do, keep maintaining this momentum we have going, and hopefully we can go into a hostile environment and get a win. He wants to be a leader for the defense. You threw your first interception of the year. He comes back with a strip sack fumble that you guys recovered. What does it say that he's been making plays all year and seeing that sort of response from the defense after your first mistake throwing the football? Yeah, I mean, it shows what kind of team we are uh, every phase of the game. I mean, we can win games with everybody on this team. It's not just the offense, not just the defense, not just the special teams. We're a, a unit. And uh, we believe that. And uh, I'm excited just to come out with the win like we did today where the defense stepped up and made a ton of plays and gave us chances to make plays. Did, did it look feel like... any different to you, Pat? You, you didn't have to score a ton of points in order to win this game? Yeah, I mean, when you play a defense like that, I mean, you're not going to score a ton, a ton usually. And so the defense stepped up, made a lot of plays, got us in great field position. And uh, I just went out there and tried to maximize the game plan and uh, try to score points when we could. Just an overthrow on the first. <laughs> yeah, Tyreek curled it in perfect. I tried to throw it on time. Uh, I kind of over, overstrided, and I tried to throw it too hard, and I uh, over, oversell, so, overselled it. Uh, and 
But uh, at the same time, you got those things happen. Uh, being a quarterback, you try to limit them as much as possible. How much do you think going forward, obviously, playing two really physical defenses like Denver and Jacksonville, that, that that's going to help you guys, especially once you get closer to the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, the first five games we've played this year and then next week, I mean, are against teams that could very well be in the playoffs. And so there's, these are teams that you're going to have to beat if you want to get to where you want to be at. And so for us, we're just going to kind of learn from every win that we have, every experience that we have, and try to build on that and uh, limit the mistakes that we have when we watch the film and keep getting better as the season goes on. It didn't look like the interceptions got to you. What did you do mentally to just kind of pluck them and stay aggressive? Yeah, I mean, I think it goes back all the way to college and then Coach Reed. I mean, you can't let that stuff bother you. He, he, he says that in football you have to have a short memory, especially when you play the quarterback <laughs> position you have to. And uh, – well, I mean, like you said, the defense got the ball right back for, right back to us, and we just try to go down there and put points on the board. How much do you think Tyrus Speed wears down secondary, potentially quarterbacks have to match up with them? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it makes defenses change their whole game plans. So whenever they come against us, they can't play that man coverage. Put someone over the top, and they have to make sure that they account for his speed. And, uh, I mean, that helps out a lot whenever you get to, like, Travis and Sammy in the in the middle and then you get the running game going because you know that the defense can't bring the guys down because if they do, kind of like the end of the game, we take chances and he makes plays. Looks like you made a concerted effort to get Sammy Watkins in off early and trying to get him a touchdown. Talk about it. I know you've been kind of tweaking out. Yeah, I just try to play within the game plan. Uh, the thing with this offense is everybody has a chance to score, it seems like, on every play, and everybody gets their turn. And so Coach Reed's good with that, and it makes the defense have to cover, cover every single person on the field. And uh, we kind of had it going with Sammy early, and then Travis kind of in the middle, and then Tyreek made the big play at the end. How tough is it to play the game when you're trying to just run out the clock to see uh, Morant go down? Seems to have a significant injury before. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's always tough when guys get injured. Hopefully, it's not too serious. We'll see. Uh, but I mean, it's a ne- it's next man up. If so, I mean, Larry is a great leader on that offensive line, and so hopefully we have him back. Uh, but uh, we're gonna keep rolling. Uh, you saw last year obviously, from the sideline game, the team played against New England. This will be your first time facing Bill Belichick in that defense, and he's known for being a mastermind defensively. What are you most looking forward to in, in trying to? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna have a great game plan going into the game. Uh, they have they had a little bit. I think it's like ten days until they played us playing the Thursday night game. So I'm sure they they've watched some games already and they're gonna watch this game and try to figure out what we struggled with. And so I mean, that's the that's the best part of the NFL is you get to compete against the best and you get to go out there and try to try to win against them. Can you describe just the energy in the crowd today, and you're on the sideline pumping the crowd up. How'd you guys speed off that? I mean, it's 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 amazing, honestly. I mean, it's not there's nothing like it. Uh, just being able to pump that crowd up, and that, I mean, it is a factor in the game. So I'm excited just to keep that going throughout the rest of the season. Last one, last one. You mentioned Travis in the middle of some of the big plays. Um, do you think is he the one guy that you sometimes beat the week? You feel like there's always a matchup you can take advantage of. Yeah, I mean, I think with the weapons that we have, uh, defenses have to put their linebackers and their safeties on them. And with the routes that he runs and the way he's able to just feel, have that feel and get open, I mean, it's hard for those guys to do that. And whenever you have Sammy and Tyreek and Chris Conley outside, they, they, can, they can't help out with them. And so that definitely helps him out. And then he makes plays whenever he gets the chance. There's Patrick Mahomes uh, today. It was There were still some nice moments, believe me. I mean, some throws that uh, – most people can't make, but he was only 22 of 38, 313. Yardage was nice. 
Zero TDs, two interceptions. His team did put up 23 offensive points. Quarterback rating of 62.7. Sacked once. Also had four rushes for 13 yards, including the touchdown run you heard just a little bit earlier. Well, unable to crow probably too much is one Jalen Ramsey. He played a bite on the pregame show, the one that included him, I think, four times saying that uh, Tyreek Hill made the Pro Bowl as a kick returner. It was said in such matter-of-fact way, not boastful or anything. It's like, I'm great. He made the Pro Bowl as a special teamer. And then he went out and backed up his words. Uh, Hill had one big play late, but uh, he was pretty much uh, had Hill eaten out of his hand for most of the uh, most of the day. As Tyreek was targeted seven times, only caught four passes, 61 yards, still a good one. Got a 36-yarder for sure. And uh, uh, we're going to hear from Jalen in a minute. But first, I want to get Brad Porter's uh, last thoughts before uh, he moves on out. New England next week on a Sunday night, uh, primetime games, not. My favorite as the host of a post-game show, but, uh, <laughs> but my favorite as a football watcher because I think this is going to be one heck of a game. And this does strike me, Brad, as a game that while both defenses want to show up a little, I believe that I, I can see me a 41-38 in this one. Yeah, and Danny, you and I are both veterans, and Josh, I believe Joshua, I believe you are as well, of doing those late night post game shows after West Coast Royals baseball games. Yeah, I've done <laughs> so that, yeah. we, we know about the one a.m. shift when people have had a, a few too many. But you look at you look at the schedule what the Chiefs have faced so far, potential playoff teams, the Chargers. Well, they were one of the favorites to win the West. The Steelers, again, one of the favorites because they always play well in December and January. The Jaguars, who went to the AFC Championship game. Uh, and then you have the Patriots next week. And the Bengals back at Arrowhead after that. And they're playing uh, some decent football. So, you know, it continues week by week to define the season. It matters what you do now, yes, certainly. But what you do to build on that to get to January and then to get hopefully into February it, it is a very very big deal and each week so far through five weeks the Chiefs have checked off box after box after box can you go on the road and win in I almost said San Diego in Los Angeles can you go on the road and win in Pittsburgh yes can you play a tough what the toughest defense in the National Football League in Jacksonville yes can you play in the rain and the mud and the muck Yes, so continually the Chiefs check the box week after week after week. We'll have to see if they can keep doing it. And if I can give a shout-out, I know Xavier Williams has not had the greatest season of the world, but I like to prop up the guys that I covered when they played high school football. And Xavier Williams from Grandview High School in Kansas City did have a sack today, and uh, he has stepped up and made a couple of big plays here and there. So I wanted to uh, just kind of throw that out a little bit. And then I'll have one final thought after you respond to that, Danny and Joshua. Go ahead, Josh. I feel like my first response is that now I feel awkward being called Joshua. I think this has <laughs> finally come around the whole way. Josh is fine. It's okay. Um, no, I, Xavier Williams did have a nice play there. And it's it's really hard, especially on a first watch, to evaluate interior defensive linemen. So I'm good with that. Also, the, the defensive line altogether really stepped up today uh, until Chris Jones got ejected. And that wasn't as good. But there was a lot coming out of that front seven, and, and that's something that I feel like we could give another look to today, uh, sort of built around Xavier Williams there. Uh, I, I agree with that totally. Your final point, Brad? Yes, a uh, final point, and this, is, has, this has nothing to do with football other than the Chiefs were promoting it today. The crucial catch 
intercept cancer in which fans were given signs and they put down uh, the person who's battling cancer or did fight cancer in their lives and they held them up at the end of the first quarter. Um, for me, I talked about my dad earlier being a hardworking railroad engineer, U.S. Air Force Reserve veteran. Uh, my mom uh, battled cancer for a long time when I was a kid. Um, she lost her battle a, a little over 20 years ago. She fought it for 11, 12 years. It was breast cancer, and then it became brain cancer. So I root for those people. And uh, Tim Fitzgerald, our friend from GoPowerCat.com, mm-hmm. I know he retweeted some things today putting, uh, talking about people putting his name on their signs. And so I think that's really important. And, Danny, you as well. Uh, your book, uh, From Cancer to the Circus, I thought was a very detailed account of um, the road trips that you took, and I thought that was a very well-written book. And so, like I said, on a serious note, um, very important things that we keep uh, fighting and battling. And for people, to, you know, we all go through things. You know, I battle injuries once in a while, but it, it kind of comes down to the point, if you're, if you're not fighting for your life, it's not that big a deal. And we need to think about those people who fight for their lives uh, every day. So I uh, don't mean to be so serious, but I thought it was important to bring that up before uh, before I headed out. Well, they mentioned it on the te- on television broadcast today, too, and any awareness that can be brought to, to this that uh, creates more awareness, more fundraising, and potentially saving lives certainly is uh, warranted, and uh, no need to apologize for that. Brad, we appreciate it. And where are you signing off from, Brad? I am signing off from the very nice uh, broadcast location here at Arrowhead Stadium. Gosh darn it, <laughs> you asked me that, and then The copy's gone the away? I- well, you know I, that- I have my stack of papers here, but here I, I found it. We are broadcasting from the Office Products Alliance uh, desk inside of Arrowhead Stadium. Again, a locally owned and operated company here in Kansas City and a broadcast partner of Sports Radio 810 WHB. And we appreciate all they do and all of our sponsors do. I, I get to sit in the suite out here at Arrowhead nice. Stadium during the game and people ask, you know, are, are you, why are you taking all those notes? And I said, well, I'm working out here. I'm not, I'm not here to party. So uh, I appreciate that, that I get to be here and uh, in such a great place. And all the sponsors of 810 WHB, I meet new ones every week. And it's such a great group of people. And uh, I appreciate uh, everything they do for uh, not only 810, for, but, uh, but for union broadcasting overall. Thanks a lot, Brad. We will talk to you again next week, late night. Fantastic. I'll be listening on my way home. (laughs) That's Brad, not Bradley or Bradford (laughs) Porter uh, from out at the stadium. And uh, we continue on with our postgame. We were referencing Jalen Ramsey. And, hey, he's on somebody else's team. You know, he's got a lot of mouth, but he doesn't do it in in the way like somebody like Beckham does. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, he's just sort of flatly states I'm great yeah I'm great and everybody else sucks compared to me there's that thing earlier that he did the GQ interview uh I don't know if it was before the season or right as the season started where he just like Josh Allen sucks Ryan Tannehill sucks Joe Flacco sucks like he just went through like 15 quarterbacks just like no none of these guys are any good but he came into this game with some respect for the Chiefs offense well-deserved respect and uh, I, I know that there are, there are other players that, that apply to this category that will get me in more trouble, but I, I like Jalen Ramsey, and I think we would love him if he was on our team. I also have thought that about Philip Rivers, but I'm, I'm afraid <laughs> to say that on these airwaves. There you go. Jalen Ramsey, uh, apparently was, uh, from what I'm seeing on Twitter and such, was pretty reticent after the game, but he did have a good game up against Tyreek Hill, who uh, cracked one big play, uh, but while you're getting run over in general, it, it doesn't matter. But he did win. He won his overall individual mm-hmm. matchup, I would say, yeah. with Tyreek Hill. Here's Jalen Ramsey from after the game. How do you think the game went for you guys? Is this what they did to you or what you guys did to yourself? I'm not sure. we got to watch the film. Um, the outcome, of, of course, was not what we wanted. It's not what we came in here and hopes to accomplish. But we're going to have to watch the film and figure out what we went wrong. 
How frustrating was this for this football team? It's very frustrating. But you talk about your matchup with Tyreek. Did you guys have a chance to talk at all? Um, I mean, it was a, you know, I, I, I feel like I did pretty well, uh, really well, to be honest. Uh, yeah, what AJ just said. Um, I held my own, but that doesn't matter, you know. He got a couple plays too. It was just a pretty good matchup all day with him. You weren't there a lot, but I won majority of my matchups today. Put it that way. Did you guys get a chance to talk at all after the game? Yeah, yeah, I highlighted him after the game. What are your thoughts of uh, Patrick Mahomes and how he kind of played? Did well. How about you guys, the defense, only giving up 13 points for most of the third quarter? Yeah. Did you feel that you, other than a couple of things, that you guys stood well and played well yourself? Uh, yeah, I guess you could say that. I mean, uh, not well enough. We try not to give up any points, and we, um, you know, we let them give up points. Defense wins, wins games, and defense wins championships. So uh, we're not going to be too happy about giving up even three points, 13 points, so yeah. Does it feel as bad to you as it looked to people who might be watching on TV? Uh, like I said, I got to go home and, you know, watch the film. We have to watch the film as a defense and figure out where we went wrong. Uh, but, you know, we're frustrated, but sometimes things aren't as bad as they seem and they're not always as good as they seem as well. What do you think about their de their offense overall? They did well. How about the, the red zone? You guys did a nice job down there. That's, that's where, where it counts. They moved the ball pretty well until you guys got down there. Did you guys do anything different or just made, made some more plays? Uh, you know, we just ran our defense. Uh, you had a couple of picks, you guys. We did. We did have a couple of picks. I uh, wish we would have got, you know, a few more that could have changed the game around. But uh, I'm, I'm glad we kind of broke that drought that we've been having this year and got, and got a couple. Happy for those guys. Do you leave here as a, as a friend of Tyreek Hill, or do you guys you guys got an issue? Or I mean, oh no, 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 no issue. Me and me and Tyreek been cool since uh, you know I, I've been you know a fan of Tyreek when he came in. Uh, I was really you know last week I was surprised at at, at his words, and, and then when I talked to him after the game, he was like, "Yo, I said you were great," um, but everybody knows what he kind of said, so I had to take a shot back at him. Uh, but you know I, I respect him as a player. Thanks, guys. About as a receiver, not just a returner. I did very well today in my matchups. Put it that way. <laughs> I like him, man. That, that he did uh, today. Uh, one 36-yard uh, pass to Tyreek Hill over the top from uh, Patrick Mahomes, but uh, seven targets, 61 yards. He did keep him in check, didn't have him score, uh, but the Chiefs did a variety of other things well. Travis Kelsey catching 100, 100 yards worth of footballs as well and Chiefs had chunk plays of 40 33 and 36 yards from each of their main weapons Kelsey Watkins and Hill we will make Jalen Ramsey our Bud Light famous among friends opposing player of the game game day's favorite light lager beer is Bud Light and it's the official beer sponsor of your Kansas City Chiefs Bud Light famous among friends enjoy responsibly the Chiefs postgame show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. Second down and goal to go at the three-yard line. 20 to nothing, Chiefs. Bortles fires it late, deflected. And the Chiefs, do they pick it off in the end zone? Off the deflection, Nelson has it. Yes, it's intercepted in the end zone. And Blake Bortles makes another mistake. He throws a pick six. He was a sack strip fumble. And now he throws a red zone pick. And Steven Nelson has his first career National Football League interception. And this one huge to stop the Jacksonville drive. 
That was the one that was thrown off a teammate's helmet down deep. That was a big play. If they scored a touchdown there, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who came out with came out with some life in the second half anyway, would have had points as well heading into that half. So we'll make that our play of the game. And that's brought to you by the Central Bank of the Midwest. Take a new look at what's possible with Central Bank of the Midwest. Visit centralbank.net and let us hear from the man who was the perpetrator of that particular play. That is one Stephen Nelson, who had his first career interception there at the waning moments of the first half. We just play our game, man. You know, we, we don't worry about too much, uh, you know, who's the best defense and whatnot. We, we play Chiefs football. But did you guys feel an obligation knowing how good they are defensively to hold up your end? We weren't worried about none of that. We play Chiefs football. What was it like to get that first one under your belt? You talked about going through it, but I mean, just to finally get one. Man, it's, it's a breath of fresh air, man. I knew it was going to come. Uh, you saw early in the game I could have had one, but, uh, you know, the, the grass guys got me. So, and it just came back, so I'm happy. <clears throat> Three takeaways in the second quarter. How mm-hmm. important was that going to halftime? Uh, it, it was great, man. Uh, you know, give the ball back to our uh, offense and, uh, you know, just a uh, complete team effort, you know, overall. Do you know Chris Jones had hands like that? Oh, yeah. Chris is an athlete, man. Uh, he'll tell you he's an ex-basketball player or whatever. So, you know, I knew he could play. <laughs> Did you have a good view of that play? Which one? His interception. No, no, oh, yeah. I was back deep. I saw it from uh, the sky boat, so. Uh, were you surprised at all? It seemed like they were, they were testing you early. Did you get a couple big prospects? Uh, you know, I, I was actually, I was surprised. Uh, they tried me a whole lot. Um, but, you know, playing uh, playing cornerback, you're going to get tested. Uh, you're going to give up some, but you got to make more than what you give up. So, uh, Where did that celebration come from? Yeah, that's just yeah, yeah, it's just something, you know, DBs do, man. Uh, so we got together, you know, just to have fun with it. That was a tip drill, right? Mm-hmm. Tip drill, yeah. That's Steven Nelson. Had the interception. Had a couple of passes defense. Three tackles in the game as well. As uh, Nelson gets the job done, the secondary doing their job. I said at the outset, Josh, uh, sometimes takeaways are giveaways. And the Chiefs did have a lot of pressure today, so I'm mm-hmm. going to give them that. But when a guy throws a ball off a helmet and it comes into your hands, that's a giveaway. Yes, that, that, that's that, true. All you can do is drop it. And uh, there were a couple of those in the game today. But all in all, for considering the fact, you know, Jordan Lucas got an interception in the game, and he's like, you know, Andy Reid referenced, you know, I don't know if you want to play safety, but he's like the drummer for Spinal Tap right now. <laughs> uh, you know, you just don't want to be that guy. Right. But I think the secondary was more active, made some plays. Skandrick had some big hits, yes. and uh, Kendall Fuller's continued to be consistent. So uh, I think that hopefully is an area that's starting to stabilize a little bit. Yeah, and that's one of the issues, being able to create turnovers, and in some cases it's creating, in some cases taking advantage of mistakes. But that's been one of the things that I've been most concerned about with this defense since they traded Marcus Peters, honestly. Because Kendall Fuller is a very good, consistent cornerback, but his specialty isn't creating turnovers. It's not being a ball hawk. We saw saw a couple nice plays from Armani Watts as he's gotten on the field. And like you said, the Chiefs are down, I think, five of their top six safeties at this point. Like, that's crazy. That Ron Parker's in there, and then it's down to just whoever lines up next. Uh, but it was a good game from the secondary in general, and partially it's because you're going up against Blake Bortles. Like, he threw, Blake Bortles f- threw for 430 yards, but he got sacked five times. He was hurried more often than that. He had four interceptions and that strip sack. 
I don't that he could have thrown for a thousand yards and having all of those turnovers, all those sacks, all of those hurries from D Ford and that whole crew. Twenty-eight incompletions in the game. I'll take that every time. The yardage only matters once it turns into points. You can learn some things from stuff like yardage, but in this game, I never felt for a moment like, oh man, this might be the moment where Blake Bortles takes over. I was more worried about Case Keenum last week, and I stand by that one hundred percent. We, we heard from Jalen Ramsey last segment. You heard him say that, you know, they don't want to allow any points. It's got to be infuriating to be a, a defensive player for the Jags. They lost a game to the Titans when they gave up nine points. They lost this game to the Chiefs whenever the defense played pretty well throughout, I mean, most of the game. It's just, it's got to be infuriating to be Jalen Ramsey and know that you are the best thing on the planet at your position and your quarterback is just uh, the walking dead. He is the walking dead, but I think they probably have some respect for him because of what he did last year. He did lead them to the AFC Championship game. He did put 40, what, 44 points on the board in a game against Pittsburgh. So, uh, yes, does he have games like this? Does he have a weird delivery and you know, throw some really disgusting balls uh-huh. during the course of a game? But, uh, you know, we've... He he played a great game in the most important game he's played in, or the next to most important game he's played in. So I'm not going to totally trash him. He's not a trash quarterback. He's he's a bad quarterback for an elite team. Yes, to have. I, I've said this a thousand times. The Jags have two starting defenses and no starting quarterback, and I stand by that 100. percent Also, that up and down nature is why next year he's going to make 21 million dollars, and 16 and a half of that that is guaranteed. He's not getting released next year. This isn't one of those contracts they can get out of after one year. Next year, he's making 21 million dollars. He's the highest paid player on that roster as of right now, and that's problematic. It's because he has a big game here or there. But in the NFL, you need to be able to either really believe in your quarterback, or you better be paying him like 300 grand. Well, I, I agree with that, and not 300 grand because that's it's, below the it's minimum. It's too low, but, 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 but very but cheap. Five a, million. a rookie contract. Right. Yes, yes. I, I agree. Especially with all that talent defensively. Pay him what Ryan Fitzpatrick is making. Yeah. You know, if you can, get, yes. you can have that. That right. It's probably the Ryan Fitzpatrick test. Yes. If you I, if you Josh don't think McCown. your if you don't think your quarterback is better than Ryan Fitzpatrick. You don't pay him. Yep. I, I do I do agree with that yep. sentiment. Let's get back to the phone lines at 913-3810-810. Jerome is up next. Hello, Jerome. How you doing today? Good. Good. Hey, I just wanted to say this. You, you know, in order to win in this league, you have to have a super superstar quarterback, which we finally have, be able to rush the passer and create turnovers, which we can do. And we've done both of those things in the first five games. And all I'm looking for well, is Well, they haven't really rushed the passer till today. And and well, and that being turnovers. and that being said, I and they hadn't created turnovers until today. Correct. And, and but but what we are doing is things that we need to do in order to be in the Super Bowl. Right. And and I I just want to see I just want to ask you what else could Mahomes or that offense do to be better? And and uh, I, I I really don't see anything. That game was over by halftime, and anybody that watched it, it was over by halftime. And and it, it, we were, I was bored by halftime. Well, it was and twenty was to nothing at halftime. You're right, but it was a, it was an absolute 
bit of complimentary football because the offense only scored 13 points in the first half, which isn't high by what they've been doing. And uh, but but the defense had a score, so yes, they had the game wrapped up on uh, by halftime, no question. They've they've gotten off to huge leads in four out of the five games. And uh, for today, the thing the offense could have done is Patrick Mahomes couldn't have thrown two pretty bad interceptions. That's what they could have done better. And they've had a little bit of trouble just flat running from scrimmage this year too. So those two things, I, I think, are if you're looking for areas where they can, uh, you know, when it's just been, hey, it's first down or it's second down, and we're going to hand the ball to Kareem Hunt, that generally hasn't worked very well. Uh, they, right. they've, been able, they've been able, Okay, they've been able to pop. So you asked me what they could do a little bit better. Mm-hmm. They've done most things great. Yep. And uh, t- today they got one big run late from Kareem Hunt. Generally he couldn't run the ball. And and Mahomes finally threw a couple of picks, and they weren't good ones. And I think the most interesting thing about this game, and the reason that I was so excited for this game, is this felt like a chance you could really learn something about this team. I don't know how much we learned against the 49ers. You know, like it's the first home game, and everybody's jacked up, and then they lose Garoppolo towards the end. I don't know how much we learned from the Niners game. But you say that this offense, and you're totally right, this offense didn't do much in the first half up against the pattern that they've had in these first four weeks. Well, what they did is set a tone, I will say that. Sure. They did set a tone. But by So by Chiefs' standards, though, it wasn't it wasn't a fantastic offensive first half. It was 13 points. By Jags' standards, it's I, I love the stat so much, the Jaguars allowed 12 first-half points in their first four games this year combined. The Chiefs' offense had 13 plus that defensive score. So this, again, the reason I think this game is such an interesting barometer for what the Chiefs are is because we have a pretty good idea of at least what the Jags' defense is. And the Chiefs looked as good against anyone's looked against this Jags' defense, certainly this whole year. They looked better than the Patriots did against this Jags' defense. A different version of the Patriots, no question. But we look at we look at what the Chiefs have right now offensively, and there's just everything seems to break in the Chiefs' favor offensively, which isn't really luck whenever it's as good as it is right now. No doubt about that. And a big part of that mix and creating a threat even when he is not uh, catching the ball in electrifying fashion is Tyreek Hill had a couple of big runs today in addition to his four catches for 61 yards. And, of course, his matchup to Jalen Ramsey, I think most people would agree, probably went in favor of Ramsey. Let's see what he said about it. Tyreek, what are your thoughts on your matchup with Jalen today? I was a fun matchup, man. It was a battle, man. Each play, I had a great time, you know? I learned a lot, you know what I'm saying? So I had fun. How much do you love going up against a guy like that who's so good at his position? You know, early on he was doing the little press man on you and everything. Uh-huh. You get, you guys both seem to be going at each other. Were you thriving off that? Oh, yeah, man, I was, man. Um, I, look, I love a challenge. Uh, no matter who it is, I'm always step up to the plate. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to win some. He going to win some. You know, we both pros. You know, so that's what it's about. <clears throat> how much do you think your speed, your motioning, um, the fact that they use you on so many different plays, how much do you think it wears down cornerbacks? Because obviously Chris had to get to my V's last week and now. Right. And now the um, way he kind of wore down Jalen as the game went on. How, do, you, do you see a, a correlation there? I know I don't. I don't, man. Uh, DBs, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's just their job to cover, I guess. I mean, if you're tired, get out the game. So, I mean, Jalen, he's one of those corners who would not come out the game. He's going to make plays. Tyreek Hill matching up with uh, Jalen today. And uh, at least for him, I mean, it had been a 
whitewash, mismatch until they got that one big play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at that point, the Chiefs are hopelessly ahead anyway, so it didn't really matter. And and he'd been part of a winning game. And like you say, a couple of times he was running patterns that were designed to take the defense yep. long to create lanes for Travis Kelsey. So even when he's not catching the ball, he's contributing. Well, and and that's exactly the thing. This whole this whole offense has so many overwhelming pieces. I said before the season that you're not going to be able to to gauge any of these guys by their individual productions. You're not going to be able to say if Sammy Watkins was worth the money based off his stats at the end of the year. It's how does the offense look? And whenever Hill and Kelsey and Watkins and Hunt and the other guys that also contribute, whenever they're all on the field at the same time, we, we learned today factually we now know even against the Jags there are going to be mismatches that you can take advantage of and that's an unbelievable thing I think you can actually say today that the Chiefs offense is the most dominant unit in the NFL I think right now they are can are there teams that can probably catch up with that a little bit uh, the Patriots have all their weapons back sure. now and are getting healthy so that's why next week will be also be an intriguing matchup they'll Absolutely. have Julian Edelman with a game under his belt Gronkowski appears to be healthy at least for the time being mm-hmm. at least heading into that game so uh, that will be an interesting uh, thing to look at as far as that game matchup is concerned no question about it Chiefs today 30 to 14 led 20 to nothing at the half never really threatened in the game a couple moments where uh, Jacksonville could have crept back into the game, but at that point, Blake Bortles would uh, conspire to uh, get them back out of it with one of his five turnovers as the Chiefs move to 5-0 and today with the big win. The Chiefs postgame show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. Now he throws for the end zone, it's intercepted. Another pick by the Chiefs at the 10. Out to the 15, Jordan Lucas with the pick. And Lucas coming to the near side, gets two blocks. He's still going at the 40. Gets it back to the right at 45. Spins off all the way to midfield. Blake Bortles makes another big mistake. And Jordan Lucas with the interception and a 51-yard return. Well, Jordan Lucas got his money's worth on that return. That was pretty spicy as uh, he... <laughs> He was uh, he was sitting on the front porch a couple of weeks ago, and now the guy uh, gets to play in the National Football League, gets an interception, and nothing. It, his career doesn't amount to anything. He's going to have one badass highlight to show to his kids down the line, that's for sure. That'll be looping above his fireplace on a little TV <laughs> for the rest of time. It's a great return. It was that fantastic. Was, it was nice playing the ball, too. It was a great return. Let's get to uh, the thoughts of a fan or two here. Let's try Bruce now. Bruce, you're up on Sports Radio 810. Chiefs winners, 30-14. to 14. Hello, Bruce. Yeah. Okay, go right ahead. Um, on the Chris Jones penalty when he uh, was flagged for punching another player, <laughs> Yeah. it looked to me like he was frustrated and trying to pound the ground and the guy's, uh, the other player's leg was underneath his forearm. I think you're really, really a good Chiefs fan if you thought that. Well, look, if you look at it, he never hit him with his fist uh, from the replays that I saw. I I don't, I, I'll, believe me, based on I what you said, I'll, I'll, I'll look, I'll look when I, again, but to me, it looked like he was mad because they get tangled up and, you know, it was on an extra point, right? Wasn't it on an extra point or a field uh, goal? Field yes, goal? it was on a kick, yes. It was on extra point. 
and I think he got undercut or whatever. He was jumping up to try to block it, and, and then he came down, and I think he was mad at the guy for the, however he handled that situation. I think he punched him on because he pauses, and he kind of yeah. looks, and then he goes, hey, boom. So I, I, I thought it was bad. I had the same thought also, but he was laying on top of the guy. It's not like he didn't know he was there. So I actually had the first thought. I was like, oh, man, maybe he's just like frustrated. I'm trying to get the video to load right now. Um, but it looks like he probably – like he was on the ground – Chris Jones was. He probably the the blocker went to his knees in all likelihood, and he was angry that he was trying to take out his well, knees, which was, I get. Well, he was probably leaping in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna try to be, you know, but I think in the end he was mad and he punched him. Okay, I mean, uh, the, period. But we uh, Chris Jones was unavailable for comment after the game, so uh, we won't. We don't quite know yet. But you know, he's gonna he's in the middle. He's gonna be leaping to try to block it. The guy's tra- trying to and block he undercut him. him. Yeah, and he probably undercut yep, him. Yeah, that's and, what I'm seeing right here. So. Uh, he, he probably was not happy about that, and and he let those frustrations boil over. Yeah. And hey, thankfully it was in the in it was in a game that was the route. Mm-hmm. He's going to get fined. That's probably the only thing that's going to happen. And it, well, it, it's I don't think it rises to the level of a suspension. So probably just a learning moment for him. But I I think he did it on, on purpose. If I had to if I had to judge, I'd say he did it on purpose. Okay. All right. Thanks We're for taking the, my call. Thanks for the call. You make a good point though, Bruce, and I think it's worth. You know that it's worth us taking another look at. Agreed. It. And uh, you know the Chiefs did too much of that today. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, you know, I, I think Jacksonville was probably frustrated that the way the game was going. I think they felt they, uh, no doubt, felt they had a good chance to come in here and shut down uh, Patrick Mahomes in the offense. And you know what? After it, after they kind of got sucker punched on the first two drives when, when Andy Reid is at his best and and emptied the gun. They did a pretty good job defensively, and yes. uh, but you know the game just never went their way and never turned their way in any direction, mostly because of mistakes by Blake Bortles. Uh, but also, I think they should have kicked the field goal at the beginning. I get it; uh, they they are reacting to the fact that the Chiefs' offense is is so good, and mm-hmm. we're going to have to score a bunch of points and field goals are better than touchdowns, so on and so forth. I probably would have taken the points then. Just just the tenor, the momentum of the game. You mm-hmm. want to feel like you're part of the game. And, and I thought it also very badly hurt the interception right before because then they really would have felt like, oh, we're really in this game. Yeah. And uh, they they were still into it when it was 20 to nothing early in the third quarter. The defense was definitely playing with and They didn't quit. I'll yeah. say that. So, so, But once they got frustrated, I'm sure there was a lot of jabbering out there. They were still hitting hard. Mm-hmm. It's football. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Chiefs just have to do better. I think yeah. they have to do better. The Chris Jones penalty, you can't really – like again, I, I like that the defense is moving in a direction where you can say, hey, this defense has an attitude that you can see. Chris Jones thing is dumb. Like you just don't don't punch the guy while you're sitting there in front of the ref. But to the point of how the game got started, and like I actually like that the Jags went for the touchdown down there because they knew that if they didn't get it, the Chiefs were going to be pinned back pretty far, and you're already down 10, and you have Blake Bortles. Getting downfield is hard when you're the Jags. But to the Chiefs' credit, getting up 10 or 20 by halftime – that's how you beat the Jaguars. I know that there is the concern of, you know, Andy Reid is at his best those first 15 scripted plays or so. And then after that, it gets more complicated. But man, if you've got a good first 15 against the Jags, you can score pretty quick. There's there's like no concern on earth. Even with Mahomes throwing two interceptions, there's just no concern that that team is going to come back and punish you even for the mistakes that you make. So I I felt like you did. The Chiefs had control all game here. And I feel like, if anything, we might not be giving the Chiefs enough credit for that fact because this is a really good football team. That defense is overwhelming, and the Chiefs made it look pedestrian. 
They did, especially in the first couple drives. Yep. And then after that, it was more hard work, and they created a couple of turnovers and things like that. But getting off to fast starts is important for this team. Yes. It, it, it conspired to make them a little too more aggressive, make them feel like Bortles had to throw more. I, I, for the life of me, will never understand why NFL offensive coordinators even start to think about aborting their game plan, even in the slightest bit, mm-hmm. when they're only down a couple scores yes. with a long football game to go. Uh, and, you know, they were running the ball at will, like most people have, and they, yep. and they got away from that uh, far too much. Tony Romo pointed that out on several occasions. Good day at the office for Sammy Watkins today as he had six catches for 78 yards, a 33-yard long. A couple more of those plays where he set up to be more of a running back type of player, and uh, he's certainly been good at it so far. And uh, here are his thoughts after the game. Is there ever a doubt you were going to play today? Um, no doubt. I just feel like um, the staff did a great job with managing everything and um, getting me prepared for the game. Um, I just trusted what they had for me um, all through the week, and um, they got me prepared, and I finished the game pretty good. So you showed up today knowing you were going to go? That's my whole mindset, and I was going to play no matter what. And um, I've been playing through many injuries, and um, this is one that I knew I could kind of manage, and I knew where I was during the week. If you guys continue to play defense like you guys did today, five, I think, turnovers, a bunch of sacks, how tough will you be to beat beat at that point? Um, Every week we just got to get better. Um, I feel like if defense helped us out this this week until we got – Got kind of hot and start rolling, and that was good times for both of us. Um, they had a great defense out there, great offense, and uh, we just managed it well together as a collective, and uh, we played pretty good. Was there more talking back and forth today than in a normal game? It was crazy. I don't know what was going on, but it was crazy, and that kind of fueled this team. And I hope every team come at us like that, so we can just continue to um, play the play the way we played today. How did, they, it was how did they come at you? Like, what what did they just the talking? Yeah, just add more fuel to the fire. Um, I just think we got to hold our composure on certain plays and um, keep that energy and do it through play rather than going out there getting those flags and penalties. And um, that's something that cut, um, Coach touched up on. We can't let that um, take over the game. Did Ramsey say anything to you, or was he mostly talking to Tyreek today? Um, all love and comp- um, competition. Um, we really don't care who's talking, but it was definitely fun talking trash and winning. Was a lot of that talk in the week leading up, or was a lot – during the game today? During the game, I think that's just competitive athletes out there competing. And, um, like I said, they added more fuel to the fire, and we just um, continue to kept scoring and um, stopping our defense. Was this satisfaction that way? Most definitely when you win, and you can just point at the scoreboard and, you know, just laugh. Uh, that's kind of what I did. Was this probably the most physical game you guys have played so far? I mean, Denver's a physical team, but, you know, as highly as Jacksonville's regarded. Um, I'm pretty sure it was physical for the guys inside. For me, you know, I'm just out there running routes. <laughs> I'm just out there running around in the park. <laughs> Sammy Watkins, six catches, 78 yards. 13 yards per catch for Sammy on eight targets. So good day at the office for him. Travis Kelsey had five for 100. Chiefs scored on their first two drives and never were headed as they win it by a count of 30 to 14. I started the show by mentioning that they've won the coin toss in each and every game. They've also won each and every game. We'll see if both streaks can continue next week in New England. I... Don't know if I'd defer this time. It's been working, I guess. Who are we to say? <laughs> I always think that scoring first sounds like fun, but maybe not. Maybe you want to throw that that dominant front seven out there that we saw today. Uh, maybe so. We'll see. I don't much like the idea, perhaps, of just getting down three or seven to New England. I don't love that either. But 
it'll be you know he, I, I think they probably will defer for the reason very that. reasons that you say uh, but uh, we'll see if it plays out that way I think it's probably what well it's down to the Rams and the Chiefs for the one number one yeah the power it has pole. to be and uh, I think that probably tomorrow that I think the talk will continue to be Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs although it today it was not Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs it was the Chiefs yeah you're right. Patrick Mahomes, again, he looked simply like maybe what we thought he would look like coming into this year. They made a couple mistakes, but they were good enough everywhere else, offensively around him, defensively opposite him, where it didn't matter. They went and beat an incredibly good team at home. I'll take that every day. No doubt about that, Josh. Pleasure working with you. And we will be here next Sunday night, late night, as the Chiefs and the Patriots battle. Chiefs are 5-0. and Follow the Chiefs right here on your home for the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl. Sports Radio 810 WHB.